Welcome back to The Den on this Friday afternoon. I will be going over the press conferences yesterday afternoon with Bevel, Lawrence, and Griffin, who I think the head coaching candidates should be, and the matchup with the Texans on Sunday. Bevel seemed really confident and was answering questions in a great way yesterday. He said that he is really excited and focused on the task at hand, and with that being Houston. Nothing else. He's not worried about Urban. He's not worried about anything else that is drawing attention to the organization or anything else like that. He's worried about how the guys are preparing and how they are developing as players this week to be successful against Houston. He did a great job respectfully disregarding all the questions involving Urban and all the negative things about when the disconnect really started happening with the team. Bevel then kind of hinted at that he wanted to be on the field when doing the play calling for the team this year. But I'm assuming that Urban Meyer either didn't want him on the field or just straight up wouldn't let him. I believe that there was no consideration, there was no discussion, there was no nothing. I believe Urban just made that call and said, hey, I'd I rather you just be in the box or I don't want you down here be in the box. Because Bevel says that he loves being on the field as a play caller. So if it came down to a choice, I don't think Bevel would have been in the box. Obviously, he would have been on the field. So I believe it was Urban's decision, the decision to put him in the box. He says he enjoys seeing his guys and their energy and body language and just being able to communicate with them personally during the game. Bevel was then asked how he feels about Trevor and his regressing over the last couple of weeks. And I love his response. He says, Trevor has not regressed at all. And all these things that have happened this season is a learning experience. And that they are going to help him in the future. So not only did Trevor have to deal with things on the field, with decision-making, and just learning everything at the NFL level, but he had to deal with what he had to deal with off the field. That didn't really even include him. It involved a head coach that just obviously wasn't fit for the job. He just wasn't, and it obviously shows that now that he's gone. It takes a full rookie season to be able to learn and to grow. So that next year, 
Trevor will be able to take everything in that he learned this year and be ready to go next year. I mean, he, he he's taking everything basically with a grain of salt right now. He's dealing with things that a lot of quarterbacks don't really have to go through. It's not like Trevor has the best offensive line in the NFL. And it doesn't like he has two or three key receivers that he can throw the ball to and have an above-average running back behind him. He's dealing with pockets collapsing all game long. He's dealing with receivers who struggle to get open on one-on-one coverage situations. So he has to basically throw needles or either run for his life or maybe both every play when he's in a passing situation and decides to throw the ball or is told to throw the ball. You can't just throw needles all game long and be successful. Balls are going to get dropped or balls are going to get intercepted. So you have to give him time to be able to learn. Now in the draft, you draft a couple offense linemen, you draft a couple receivers and help him, give him time, and you help him have bigger windows to throw to. Get a little separation between the receiver and DB to make the throws a little bit easier. So now he's seeing what it's like to not really have the key pieces that you need to be successful in the NFL as a quarterback. Because as a quarterback, you're only going to be as successful as your running game to help you pass. As good as your offensive line is to give you time. Now, I'm not saying you, you got to give the guy five seconds to throw the ball. But something reasonable that when he's not hiking the ball and one second later to two seconds later, he now has to either roll to his right or left because the pocket's collapsing. And he doesn't have to deal with receivers not getting open anymore or having a little bit of separation. So now when you get those pieces that you need in the draft, Next year, the windows are going to seem huge if the receivers can get separation and he has time from his offensive line. Those windows are going to look massive to him. So honestly, I'm okay with how it looks this year. As long as we get the pieces that we need next year for him to be successful. Because I go and tell you right now, if you get those pieces, He will be extremely successful next year. Give him some time. Trevor then heads up to the podium afterwards. And Trevor said that he and Khan have talked about all these things that have been going on for the last couple weeks. And about the future of of the organization. Trevor said that a lot of guys, it brings clarity and a sense of direction for the locker room. For how the rest of the season and how the organization wants to play things out. 
things will now be easier for guys to focus on the task at hand. And that is to win ball games. Now that all the outside stuff is now gone. I believe it is now just going to be a lot easier just in that locker room to, to show up every day, to go to practice, go to work, and be able to know what your job is now and not worry about the outside stuff anymore. Trevor said that these last few weeks are very important for the offseason. He says that we look at these games as playoff games. And I love that. You know that you're not playing for anything anymore, but you're still playing these last four games as if they are playoff games or as if you're competing for a playoff spot. I personally believe Trevor doesn't get enough credit with how professional he is and how clear and locked in he is with the team and the organization. Trevor said he didn't really know anything about Irving being fired until he woke up in the morning and seen some texts. But just to make sure things were true, he got on Google and Googled it. Now, I think that's funny that your star franchise quarterback Googled it just to make sure that his head coach was fired or just to see if the if the rumors were true. I, th- I think that's funny. Trevor said that he has a lot of respect for Bevel. Says that he is an even-kill guy, that he is never too high or never too low. I feel like that's what you really need right now. You just need that guy that is just going to coast with you. He's going to pat you on the butt whether you do a great job or whether you do a poor job. And he's just going to stay right there with you. I feel like this is what this team needs. And Trevor right here at the end of his press conference says that he loves Jacksonville. That he wants to be here for a really long time. He wants to be one of the main reasons a while things turn around here in Jacksonville. He was asked, how has his mindset changed or has it changed or has it not from the time he got drafted in April and had those first conversations with Khan up until now? And Trevor responded and said, that his mindset about the organization and the city is still the same, that he wants to be here, that he wants to win ball games for this team. And that shows a lot of who he is as a person and as a player and as a leader in that locker room, that he wants to be there. No matter who is on his team, no matter who is coaching, the team, none of that. He wants to be there. They wanted him for a reason. He knew he was wanted. 
This organization sees a lot in him, and they know they're going to get a lot from him. And he is going to give that to him. Shaq Griffin comes up after Trevor and said that he really loved how the offense attacked practice yesterday. And that he is excited to see how well they looked. He said it was one of, one of the, the best practices. The offense just looked great. So your head coach gets fired and your offense just now all of a sudden has one of the best offensive practices of the year coming from your defensive captain, your defensive leader. Shaq said the word focus is what is being used this week for the rest of the week. Shaq brought up that he wasn't sure when things started to unravel and end this way for Urban. Now, do I really believe that now? <laughs> he knew. I mean, we all knew. We all knew when it kind of kind of started, but that's the professional answer to give. His main focus is the guys on the field. He said that once the ball is kicked off, he is always locked into the game. And right now, that's all that matters is the game on Sunday against Houston. Shaq said he has the utmost respect and faith for Bevel to turn things around and lead the team in the right direction to at least finish the season strong. I, I hope everyone in the locker room feels that same way. Because for them to be successful these next four weeks, they are going to need to trust in him and buy into him for just these four weeks. You're not doing it for a whole year or anything like that. You're doing it for four weeks. So now, who do I think the best candidate for the head coaching jobs are. The best candidates, I believe, for the head coaching job, first off, let's start with Josh McDaniels, Dolphins coordinator for the New England Patriots. We know all about Josh McDaniels. We know how successful he's been with New England, especially having Tom Brady, you know, you win Super Bowls, you learn from the best. And Bill Belichick, who's going to probably be one of the best NFL coaches in NFL history. You got Tom Brady, like I just said. And now you're still being successful. Now Tom Brady is gone. You know, you had a little hiccup. You had Cam Newton last year. Whoop-de-doo. You kind of didn't really have anything. But now you have a decent quarterback and Mac Jones. And you're right back on track of being a playoff team, and possibly winning the AFC East Championship again. So I like Josh McDaniels and what he could bring to the team and bring to the organization. Next, I got Kellen Moore, 
the Dallas Cowboys offense coordinator. Kellen Moore played the quarterback position at Boise State. Was a one of the best quarterbacks in and school history, if not the best quarterback in school history at Boise State, when they were nationally ranked every year that he was there. He has the Dallas Cowboys offense looking great. Every year, they look great. You know, these last couple of weeks, they've been a little slow or whatever, but I love everything that Kellen Moore brings to the table. And you can say that there's similarities between Trevor Lawrence and Dak Prescott. They're mobile when they need to. But they could both sling the football down the field. They have the eyes, they have the mind, and everything there is to be a good quarterback. So I believe if Kellen Moore did come to Jacksonville, I feel like he will be a great help to Trevor Lawrence. Next, I got Byron Leftwich. Who's the offensive coordinator for Tampa Bay and is a former Jacksonville Jaguar himself. You see what Tampa Bay is now able to do, especially starting last year. You know, yes, you have Tom Brady, you got Rob Gronkowski, you got Mike Evans, Godwin. It makes play calling a lot easier, you know, when you have those type of players. It, may, it makes winning ball games a lot easier. But you still have to call the plays and you still got to win ball games. I think Byron would be a great choice for Jacksonville. You know, he played here. He knows what the organization is like. He knows what is required. Obviously, you're keeping up with everything that's going on. You know what's going to be asked of you. You know how the team is right now. You're basically going to be the guy that's going to be asked to turn turn the script. So I think Byron would be a, a good candidate. Now here is a sleeper. Here is a guy that I think would surprise a lot of you guys out there. And another candidate I think should be considered is Sean Payton, the head coach of the New Orleans Saints. With everything that has gone on this year and what has happened in the offseason, losing Drew Brees, I think he might want to get out of New Orleans. You know, you start off the year showing a lot of a lot of hope. Yeah, Jameis Winston starting. You know, you beat the Green Bay Packers and you're like, okay. We might be able to do something here. We might be able to push for a wild card spot because, you know, Tampa Bay is probably more than likely going to win the division. But then Jameis Winston gets hurt. And you're left with two guys that really can't seem to figure it out. So do you just be loyal and you stick to your guns and stay to to New Orleans and draft a quarterback and start over with that. Sure, he can. But I also feel like he might want a want a change. He, he might just want to end up in Jacksonville. And I, I think Jacksonville would be a good fit for him. 
because he can have a fresh start and also have a franchise rookie quarterback. Well, would then be obviously his second year in the league with Trevor Lawrence. Like we've seen what he was able to do with Drew Brees and see the career that Drew Brees had. So we know that he can help Trevor and we know the development that he can have for Trevor and how successful he can help Trevor be. I believe that these are our best options in gaining a sustainable and successful future. I believe any of these guys will be perfect coaches for Jacksonville and to help bring a winning culture to this organization and get us right back to where the team was in 2017 and almost making it to a Super Bowl. Bevel had his final press conference of the other week today before the game on Sunday and said that Carlos Hyde will not play due to the concussion still lingering and still dealing with that. But everyone else is still on pace. You know, there isn't really any new news or anything like that at the moment. He then goes on to say that He's going to go with the same guys. He says that the guys are starters for a reason. But he did emphasize that this is still a business. And that if we see something that isn't up to the standards of the team, then we as a coaching staff will address it. And if changes need to be made, then they will be made. He said Walker Little will not be in the lineup and start. But if he needed to play, he will be ready to go. And the same thing for the younger guys, slash the rookies. All these guys will be ready to go, he said. So we will be getting the same lineup and the same starters as we normally have. But do the Jags come out and turn it around this week? I feel like the players are going to be able to come out this week and play freely, as that has been the thing that this team has been focused around the last couple weeks, is playing freely, as Trevor has been trying to say and has been wanting to do himself the last couple weeks. I now believe that it's going to be the whole team. The whole team is going to come out loose. They're going to come out ready to go. They're going to be flying all over the field. I believe that they're going to be they're going to be ready to go. Yes, you're still playing for your job and things of that nature, but I think after everything that has happened during the season up until now with Meyer being fired, I think that there is so much weight being lifted from the players. Now, I'm not sure if it's all of it, but I do know it is a decent amount. And these guys are going to be ready to go on Sunday. The air is going to feel a little bit different. If it rains on Sunday, like they said, there is a chance of rain. The rain is going to feel pretty good. 
I I really believe that it, it is going to be a different Jacksonville team when they take the field. In which I'm hoping. In which I'm hoping. Now let's get into Sunday's matchup against the Houston Texans. The last time the Texans and the Jaguars met was back in week one of the season. Back in Houston. Where the Texans defeated the Jaguars 37-21. to Trevor completed 28 of 51 passes for 332 yards, three touchdowns, and three interceptions. I believe Trevor will have a big day throwing for another three touchdowns. That's my hot that's one of my other hot takes for the week. We'll go ahead and establish that. I believe Trevor will have a big day throwing and will throw for at least three touchdowns. And I believe the turnovers will be a lot less than three. I believe the Titans have a better defense than the Texans do. They at least have a better secondary. And we know from the last week that Trevor did play pretty well leading up to those interceptions. And like I said in the beginning of the week, and like everybody else has said, three out of those four interceptions were not decision-making interceptions. It was him pressing and trying to make plays because of where we are right now in the season. So I do believe that he will not throw anywhere near three interceptions. I don't know if it's a clean game, but he definitely doesn't throw three interceptions again. I don't believe it. Carlos Hyde was the Jaguars' leading rusher with nine carries for 44 yards. James Robinson only had five touches for 25 yards. Now with Carlos Hyde not being in, James Robinson is obviously going to get out all of the touches. And it's going to be a lot more than nine. Now here's a big takeaway from me from week one. Chenault was targeted 10 times, had seven catches for 50 yards. Marvin Jones was targeted nine times, had five catches for 77 yards and a touchdown. DJ Chark was targeted 12 times and only had three catches. Targeted 12 times with only three catches for 86 yards and a touchdown. One of those catches was for 41 yards. So half of his yards, around half of his yards, came off of that one catch. One of the three catches. We have got to be better this time out. And I believe we will be better this time completing passes. Especially when you target a guy 12 times. And we only complete three of them. 
that stat alone has to be a lot better. But that just goes back to my point, is that when you target a guy 12 times, it's not that Trevor is missing wide open passes and just throwing the ball 10 yards over the guy or five yards in front of him and just can't even get to it. The DBs are on top of our receivers and Trevor has to throw a needle. They're not high percentage throws. Obviously, when you're when you're three for twelve to one guy, it's not very high percentage at all. It just can't happen. We have to be a lot better this week. And I believe we will. The defense in week one against the Texans had 84 total tackles, which was led by Miles Jack with nine and Damian Wilson and Malcolm Brown having seven tackles apiece. Now, the Jags only had one sack, three tackles for loss, and one turnover. We have to win the turnover battle. Last time we won against Buffalo, and in that game, we won the turnover battle. So the last time we won a game, we won the turnover battle. We got to be able to do it again. Houston released around this time last week that rookie quarterback Davis Mills will be the starter the remainder of the year. We have to find a way on defense to get pressure on him, make him force passes, and make him pay for poor decisions. The Texans cannot run the football effectively, so they will try to throw it more just like they did last week against the Seahawks. Mills threw for 49 times, had one touchdown, and zero interceptions. So they're, they might throw the ball for around 50 times. Maybe. They will throw the ball more than they do run it. If there is anything we cannot let happen this week, is we cannot let Davis Mills beat us. He has taken over a 2-11 and team just like the Jaguars. They are battling through player consistency and inconsistency and things like that, just like the Jaguars are. But he is not better than Trevor Lawrence. This is a game that Trevor has to show off his ability and light up the scoreboard. He has to. He threw for... 321 yards and three touchdowns with Carlos Hyde and the backfield, only having nine carries. So with James Robinson in the backfield getting more than nine touches, in which I hope happens, we will be good to go. The Seahawks, who don't run the ball well at all, rush for 193 yards and two touchdowns as a team. I am hoping we run the ball around 15 to 20 times and James Robinson will allow Trevor to be successful and have a great day throwing the ball. If the Seahawks, who struggled to run the ball all year, I think their leading rusher 
as like 400 yards rushing for the season. I believe if James Robinson can get the running game going and Trevor be able to open up the field, it'll be a great day on Sunday. Final score predictor this week, I got the Jacksonville Jaguars defeating the Houston Texans. 31 to 14. Like I said earlier in the week, I think the Jags are going to win by 14 or more points. With Urban gone, I think there is going to be a different feel in the locker room. The boys will be buzzing, and they are going to come out looking like a different Jaguars team than we have seen in recent weeks. If they play a game defensively the way they did against the Bills and the way they have at least the last couple weeks, especially last week against the Titans, having one of the best defensive performances and holding offensive to total yards. If they can have a game against they did against the Titans and against the Bills, getting turnovers, and then have a game offensively that I am, that I am hoping that they will, the Jaguars will be talked about everywhere on Monday. But this time, it will all be positive. I think the Jaguars win big. Jags fans, enjoy the game Sunday. Enjoy another week of Jags football. And I will be back on Monday afternoon for Jaguars recap on the Den. So until Monday, Jaguar Nation, y'all be good.